Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast Thing. Whoa, yeah. Here we go. Check it out now. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. My name is Luke and this is my thing. Uh, how are you all doing? The, you're the, the, the massive listeners out there. Are you well? Are you are you keeping healthy and other pleasantries? Um, so NaNoWriMo is done as of today. Nano completo, nano finito, nano dunno. <laughs> um, so Oscar, my cat is with me again. Um, Oscar, how how do you think I did? You gonna congratulate me for finishing NaNoWriMo? Nobody cares. I mean, meow. Nice. <laughs> okay, so um, just just. Just because um, I put the first 1,000 words of my nano novel uh, online, so if you if you do want to check it out, you don't have to, but it's there for you if you wanted to. Uh, go to lukecondor.com forward slash snippet. Uh, that's Condor with a K. Um, you can read the first thousand words for free. Why not? Um, have a gander. Um, also, we started the Instagram page for Hawk and Cleaver, and that's been fun. We were making a mess over there. Uh, go check it out, uh, instagram.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Uh, we've been posting stuff that makes us laugh. It's been fun. Uh, nothing too serious. Made up quotes and, <laughs> and nonsense. There's a picture of Daredevil and in quotation marks it says, pass the ketchup. Why not? You know. <laughs> Why the hell not? Um, so today, for you guys, it's Monday morning. What are, what are you up to this week? What are you up to now? What are you? What is that smell? What? What well, are you commuting? Are you biking? Running? Working? Are you swimming to work? I don't know. Um, okay, so today, we're talking comic books, crowdfunding, and campaigns. Uh, I'm talking to John Late, writer and creator of Brethren Born, uh, which is a crowdfunded comic book project. Uh, since then, he's formed his comic book publishing company. Level 8 Comics and has joined forces with Close to Immortality which is a collection of indie comic book companies who who form together to uh, battle evil or something. I imagine they're like the Megazord of indie comics which is very cool. You know, watch out Rita Repulsa, Lord Zed Goldar um, any other Power Rangers references? Oh yeah, watch out Putty Patrol <laughs> they were always terrible you just give them a quick punch to the chest and they like exploded. Is that right? I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Anyway, so normally these interviews start with a hey and a what's up. But as soon as I, as soon as I got on the call with, with John, we got straight into it. So as we transition, uh, we're at a point where me and, me and John were just talking about his day job as a fireman. Uh, so cool. Okay, let's take a peek. 
So do the fire service people know that you make comics? Yes, they, they do now. Yeah, I was um, <laughs> I was on a, a, a night out uh, just before I did the um, signing at the Worcester Comic Store. Yeah. Um, it was uh, one of the girls from HQ. It was her leave and do. So I'd, I'd gone out for the night with that lot. And um, a girl called Jess, uh, who's like the media manager, media communications manager or something. That's her main title for yeah. the service. She said, oh, um, she said, I saw, I, I saw on um, Facebook they're doing the signing. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm, I'm doing a radio show in the morning and, and doing all this kind of thing. She says, oh, yeah, I'll pull it in the bulletin, which is basically the newsletter for the entire fire service. <laughs> That's cool. Well, Hereford and Worcester Fire Rescue. So I was like, oh, you, you have, have you? And she said, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know how that's going to go down. And then about, must be two weeks ago now, we had the chief fire officer at, over at Training Centre. Um, and I know him fairly well anyway. He said, uh, you all right, John? I said, yeah. He said, um, good to see that you've got something going on outside the fire service. He said, I didn't realise you like comics. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a, a closet geek, mate. Um, but, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do. And then he went, I can't remember what word you use now. It's something like, yeah, I'll never add you down as a bit of a spod though or something like that. Another, <laughs> another word for geek. I don't know what it was now. I was like, okay, okay cheers, boss. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much everyone knows now. But it's it's been it's been good because I've, um, you know, I've, I've sold quite a few to uh, some workmates and uh, quite a few, quite a few of them have been really supportive. So. It's, um, it's a shame that didn't go out when you were doing the crowdfunding campaign because I imagine that might have, you know, spread it on a bit or, or did this go out before that? Well, well, I did, I did ask um, one of the senior officers um, and said, you know, what's, what's the crack? Cause could I put something in the bulletin or yeah. could I put something um, on the intranet for the, for the fire service? And he, he said his, his face immediately, I knew what the answer was going to be. Um, and I think cause it's clusters making money. Uh, uh, okay. Than, yeah. Than for charity or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit, you know, everyone else could then think, oh, I'll start advertising my part-time business now. And uh, I, can, I can see where he was coming from, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but this is art. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is art, man. You know, get, you know he's, to- he's totally um, an alpha male um, and he's like, wouldn't, wouldn't understand that sort of thing. <laughs> just into fire service and, and he likes shooting things. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's best I just don't go near him. <laughs> but like, I mean, I mean, everyone watches Marvel films and stuff now. Like, it feels like you can be a bit more open nowadays, don't you think? Oh, oh, definitely, yeah. All, all, all my close mates know, you know, I'm in, I'm, yeah. I'm in comics and, and and that sort of thing. They they know, they know I've I've been a geek for years. <laughs> um, but you know, in the fire service, you don't you you only tell certain people. Yeah, I, I'm actually the same at my work. I only I have to know someone quite well before I'm willing to let them in on on my like ventures and stuff and yeah. it it I, I like to keep that divide if i can um yeah. i think as soon as you mention comics to someone they just automatically f- uh, form a sort of stereotypic image of you like just sat in your bedroom where you're just in your pants reading comics and it's like <laughs> no nah. it's only partly true <laughs> it's, uh, yeah 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 i do do most of that yeah but, um yeah it's uh yeah, there's you know, no pants just involved f- <laughs> yeah <laughs> darling i'm ready um but yeah it's um people just form an opinion of you straight away you know and you know i still get people come, coming up and saying oh how's your, how's your cartoons going and, you, know, <laughs> you know yeah i just go yeah it's going good it's going good so they yeah. just know they're not that they don't get it i try to educate people but still there's there's a vast majority of people just go well, you're right you're just writing the beano in you 
Yeah. We um I really wanted to get you on. Thanks for like, you know, taking the time to do it. Um basically you've done what me and and a couple of the guys want to do next year, do the whole crowdfunding thing, get a comic book out there and done. And not only not only you've done it, like it looks really good. Like Reverend Bond looks like a really cool little little comic book. Cheers, mate. Um so maybe you could start off by giving us a bit of background about like, you know, how you got into writing comics and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Um, getting in, getting into comics. I've, I've always enjoyed comics. Um, I, I, I started collecting around about 15, 16, really liked Uncanny X-Men, um, yeah. picked yeah. up a few little deals and I thought, right, yeah, you know, I'm just going to start collecting X-Men, but then you find a few more sort of like titles that you really enjoy and, I started, you know, collecting um, when Image first started uh, started going on. So I was collecting things like really like Profit. I don't know whether you ever saw Profit by um, and uh, Stephen Platt did a, a variant cover which I absolutely loved. Uh, I think I've got the first uh, trade paperback of Profit. Yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, I'm, I'm not obviously it's got the uh, religious undertones to it and all that sort of stuff, and I'm totally. I know this might put a few people off, but I'm like quite an, an aggressive atheist, and um, it's so like, but I find religion really interesting. So that that was a good one to go at, um, and then just just sort of like did it through sort of like my late teens into the twenties. Um, I, I did a bit of travelling um, around around about that sort of time, so the, the collecting sort of like fell off a little bit then. Um, so yeah, that was sort of like where the, where my love of comics came from. Um, have you and- still got all those comic books that you collected, or have you had to? The Get vast of majority of them I've still got. I've still got packed away upstairs. I've I've got rid of a few in the in the past. Um whether it's giving them away to people I know or selling them. Um I've, I've but I've I've kept the, the majority of them. So it's nice to I was only looking at them yesterday, so it's nice to have a quick flick through and think, Oh blimey, yeah, I remember that story or yeah. wow, how how much that comic's changed since you know since it first came out. Um so yeah, it's um it, it's been a bit of a journey to where I am now was there any one of those comics that you can think of that made you think oh this i would like to do something like this um probably i probably started thinking of of really getting a comic written was when i was um picking up some of mark miller's stuff yeah um i've you know in some of his titles I've, I've only just sort of like read really i only read um american jesus for the first time this week um obviously he's he's released the miller world anthology competition submissions i don't know whether you've seen that i have are you are you going to enter it yeah i've entered it i've, I've put my submission in last week yeah. and i've um i've gone for the uh kingsman story okay cool yeah um but i was reading it and obviously it's for mature readers and you know when you read kickass or hit girl or or nemesis you know you realize straight away it's not for children it's not it's you know it's it's a mature reader book um and I, I was reading one of those and thought, oh, you know, I, I reckon I could do something like this. I'd, I'd started writing a book about five years ago, but then uh, my two girls came along and you just don't have the time to, to like really put pen to paper for a, any sort of novel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd done, I'd done about five or, six, uh, five or six chapters of that and just ran out of time so like, to be able to do it. Um, so, yeah, it was probably picking up the Mark Miller books, really, that made me really think, actually, this this, this guy's onto something here and proven very popular. I think it, this it was probably about... 12 months before the actual kick-ass movie came out so he's quite pro indie right um oh yeah it seems that yeah. way anyway yeah i'm always looking i went to um, a signing he did in birmingham this year and had a two or three minute chat with him and he was just really really positive um really nice guy sat down showed him um uh, a couple of pages of brethren born 
And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's fantastic. You know, make sure you send it up to me. And I'm sure he says that to all the all the people who come and see him at, at these sort of conventions and signings. But um, it was really, he was really positive. He was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us about Brethren Porn then. So, like, was was this the novel that you were writing before, or was that a completely different story? No, no. Um, as I've started a little comic um, called Away. Um, that's based on that, but I'll tell you about that in a okay. little bit. But Brethren, Brethren Born, yeah, um, it was something I probably came up with just over two years ago. Um, and when I started thinking of it, I thought, you know, I need a really nice title. And for probably a week, I was trying to come up with a decent, catchy title. Um, and then, you know, with the, with some of the themes that are actually in the comic, I, I came up with Brethren Born. And again, it's got those sort of like religious undertones to it as well, because if you, if you Google Brethren, yeah. Uh, put that into any search engine it's really, it comes up with lots of religious quotes religious religious texts there's lots of um american um churches that use brethren in in their titles and in, in their sort of promo literature um and that really interested me because as i said you know i, I find religion fascinating although i don't believe in in any sort of deities or anything like that it really just fascinates me and then coming up with the, the brethren born you know it works works really well um, and, and a lot of people have said said that to me that they they really like the title and it makes them want to know know more. They don't even know it's a comic. And they go, "Oh, what's all of that about?" Yeah, and you've got a cool little tagline as well with the uh, "Who is Newton?" Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, um, the guy who did the titles for me, a guy called Graham Cartwright. Yeah, he runs a company called Geeky Creative. Um, and I I sent him a few things. Said, you know, um, what what do you think of this? Um, and then uh, sent it off. And Phil Nibs did something really nice for the teach uh, t-shirts as well and came up with who is newton um and it worked really well with the way uh, newton's got these things in his palms and that's like the uh, the dot of the um of the question mark yeah yeah that's really cool i really like it so yeah that worked, yeah worked out really nice um so the, the story is, is i don't think i've sort of been influenced by any particular book um his powers and his abilities have probably come from being um you know, a big fan of like uh, the Matrix worlds, um, uh, sort of like some of the comics and, and and graphics and some of the sort of computer games I've played. I've sort of come from that really, and, and, and sort of like trying to develop what those have tried to do in the past. Yeah, um, and then just working it, working working through the story. Cool. So, um, so you, so you had this idea for the story, um, and you knew you knew you wanted to get something made. Um, what was the first step in thinking? I've got the start point and I know where I want to end. Like I want to have a physical comic book. What what was the next step there? Um, what what I did really was write it down as a story and hmm. I shouldn't have done that really. I, I should have done a little bit more research into working out what a, a comic script is, is actually like. Um, so I wrote it in, in a story format really almost, almost in chapters. Yeah. Um, and it was probably very close to the end of the first draft that I thought, right, I'll tell you what, I need to find out how to write a comic. <laughs> um, and I, I like Googled it and I went, oh, bollocks. It's totally different to the way I've written it. This yeah. is good. This is like, although it wasn't, it wasn't um, hours and hours and hours down the drain, it was, right, I've got to put a lot more work to this. Um, um, I pulled up a few uh, examples like from Dark Horse and Image there's loads of different references out there and there's lots of different websites where you can get, um, example scripts. Yeah. And there's, and there's, there's a basic layout, which I found, but there's never, there's never one, there's never two 
scripts the same. People use different terminology. Only only slight differences, really. But um, just in this last twelve months, I've seen so many different versions. And 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 some of the groups I'm with, like the guys from um, Close to Immortality, they all write them in slightly different ways. Um, yeah. We've sort of been swapping scripts recently just to see how others, how, how each of us do it. And, you know, even down to the different fonts, to the different size of the fonts, um, how they how they put the dialogue, how they put the action scenes. It's it's all similar, but different, if you know what I mean. I always, um, so when I started to look into how to script a comic book, um, I downloaded a few. I downloaded one of Brian K. Vaughan's. Um, I yeah. think it was like a Why the Last Man script. Yeah. And... I was surprised at how loose it was in terms of the way. So in a film script, they're so precise about how they want things to be worded and you can't have things a certain way. But in, in the comic book scripts, they all seem to be quite chatty and quite loose and quite free. Is is that what you found? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's, there's um, you, you can go, you know, Brian, Brian Vaughan, you know, I'm a real big, big fan of his. Yeah. Um, Mark Miller, you know, you know, sometimes if you read the sample script he put in for Hook, uh, that he's just obviously just released yeah, um, yeah. for the sub, the anthology, very, very sort of like loose and lets, lets the artists do what they want, really. It's very much like the Marvel way of doing things. Yeah, Marvel yeah. have always been, you know, Stan Lee was very famous for just saying, right, uh, Spider-Man swinging through the streets, uh, he bumps into the um, Hobgoblin, uh, has a fight scene. And that was basically it, really. And then <laughs> he just let the artist get on with it. And really, the artist wrote it. The artist wrote most of the dialogue. He yeah. then put his little bits and bobs in and, and changed a few things. But and then sort of like not claim it as his own. That sounds really bad. But um, uh, you know, he he did a lot of that. Whereas some, a lot of the the sort of the the, the DC version of, of writing scripts was very um, was a lot more the way that I've done it. In the fact that you you write it down what you want the artist to do. And give them as much information as possible. Um, and, and in terms of like how strict are you to the artist in keep keeping in with that that script? I've 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 been quite strict the first time because I didn't know Phil. Yeah. So you know when I was writing my script, I didn't have an artist. So because I didn't have that rapport with someone, or they didn't know the way I was thinking, or I couldn't sit down and have a face to face chat with someone, I thought right, I've got to I've got to write it the DC way. Um. And, and and Phil's very much up for that, you know. He's he he just says, right, you write down whatever you want me to put, um, and and that's pretty much what he did for Brethren Born. Um, yeah. He changed a few bits and bobs because I've never written a comic before. He's never drawn one before, and he said, well, he's in he's into graphic design. Um, he's a, compo- a compositor. Is that the, the right terminology for a compositor? Com- uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's in graphic design. It, it, okay. He's brilliant at what he does. Um, and he he said no, I think this will work better if we have it more of a sequence of smaller panels rather than two big panels. So he, he did have a bit of a swap and a, a swap and a change. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's finding an artist as well. Like um, we had nowhere to start. And I messaged you uh, start this week, and you yeah, gave me a right. couple of places to to put like a notice out. I put I put them out, and then within within two last couple of days, I've had like probably about thirty or forty different people email me or something. That's it is cool, but there's so much, and it's and like we're we're looking for a specific style, so it's it's about finding like the right sort of art style for the project. Um, but like, is does Phil Nibs? How did you how did you find Phil? By the way, um, I used to work with his brother. I used to, I used to work down in Oxfordshire, um, and he I, his brother used to be on the same watch as me. 
I was his boss and we were <laughs> was having, a, having a chat um, on Facebook and I'd, I'd put something on Facebook and it, it, it came up on my timeline the other day. Yeah. Um, I think it was something like November the 14th or something like that saying, uh, does anybody know any artists uh, who might want to write a comic, uh, draw a comic for me? Um, and that's how I met Phil. Dan, Dan sent me a message saying my brother does something. I got in t- contact with Phil and just said, listen, mate, send me some stuff. If you've got a portfolio, that'd be amazing. Um, and was just, you know, some of his work was just absolutely brilliant. Really, so it was Phil the first guy you, you sort of looked into? Uh, I got I was in contact with a couple of other guys. And, yeah. and another guy who's very local to me, uh, a guy called Luke Priest, who's a, who's a brilliant artist, really, really good. Um, he he did the all the artwork for oh, I can't remember what the game was now. Um, it's like a zombie army game that came out this year. I can't think what it's called now, but um, really really good guy. Um, but I, I you know I was one of those horrible horrible bastard writers who wanted somebody to do something for free, yeah. um, which is almost you know which it, it's it, it's almost sort of like swearing and, and, and dropping the c bomb if you um if you ask an artist to do something for free which um, I found out very early on and <laughs> only upset one or two people on a couple of Facebook groups. Um, it, it was something I learned re- really quickly. It's quite rare to find someone who will do something for free, but I had a good chat with Phil. It was the first, he, he's a big comic fan as well. He's got a good, you know, big, big collection in his house as well. So he was like, right, yeah, I just want the opportunity to, um, to, to draw something. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's pretty amazing. And, and is his style sort of in keeping with what you had in mind? It, yeah, it was. Um, I, I've really started uh, reading a bit more of The Walking Dead over the last so like um, twelve months. Yeah, uh, and his his first um, well, the, the, his portfolio. He had about eight or ten pictures in there that he'd done for family and friends, and a, and a couple of like small commissions, and very reminiscent of early early Walking Dead stuff. And that was just what I wanted, you know, not not photo realistic pictures, but reasonably comic art but with you know a fairly serious subject you know with brethren born being you know there's some not not gruesome scenes but some pretty harsh things that happen in issue one you couldn't have it too cartoony or that that real sort of like unrealistic comic style but not too realistic so it would put people off yeah no it looks like you found the right balance because it for the sort of it the art does add to the tone like quite a lot and from what I've seen, it seems like the balance is, is spot on for that sort of uh, genre, I guess you call it. Yeah, and, and the, the feedback we've had in the reviews of all of them have sort of really, really praised Phil's art. You know that you, you it's quite distinctive. I think if you got uh, a range of books, you know, one maybe one day we'll have you know a range of books with Phil drawing on them, whether he's writing for me or writing for someone else. I think he's one of those artists you can say, oh, right, yeah, that's Phil Nibs. That's that's definitely his work. He's got that distinctive um, ability to to draw. You know, I'm so jealous. Can't I can't bloody draw a, a bloody stick man. But watching him draw is just is just amazing. When we was at MCM in London, I was watching him draw um, a character from out of issue two, um, and it just it just appears on the page from there. It's just a couple of lines, a couple of lines, and then all of a sudden, shit. There's a really amazing piece of work. <laughs> Um, where did that come from? I'm so jealous of you. Um, leave me alone now. I <laughs> just I need to get over it for a minute. But yeah, he's um, he's a re- really quiet guy, but really really nice, really nice bloke, and um, he's uh, he's been an absolute pleasure to work with. Was there a reason you you crowdfunded rather than you know did the whole pitching thing to Image or or someone like that? Again, I did a lot of research. Um, yeah. 
before I, you know, I'd heard crowdfunding on the news and you, you see a few things online, but never really known anybody uh, who who was doing it or I'd never backed anything myself. Um, so I just did a bit of research, looked at Kickstarter, Indiegogo, GoFundMe, all these types of, of, of crowdfunding and, and just really like Kickstarter, like the look of it. Obviously, it's an American company, um, but just researching all the other comic f- uh, funds that were on there at the time, whether they were successful or unsuccessful, um, I just thought, right, yeah, that's a really nice format. Started off one of the projects just to see how it worked. You know, you can start a project and end a project whenever you want, really. Yeah never have to publish it um and it just it just seemed a really nice format and, and a platform to use so yeah I went, I went with kickstarter how did you work out how much you needed because this is something we're trying to do at the minute uh, i have no idea how much to ask for and i'm a bit worried kickstarter because if you don't make your target you don't get the money right that's it yeah that's it with it with indiegogo i think there's an option for you to say right i might not make the funding but i keep what you give me um which which is can obviously got its own advantages um but i i, I found that Speaking to people who were potential backers or, or or maybe not even backers, if I said, look, you can put as much money towards it as you want. If we don't make it, you don't spend any money. You get all your money back and well, you don't have any, any money taken out of your bank to be in with. Yeah. And that was uh, people were like, oh, okay, that, that sounds like a deal. Um, so for me, it makes me want to try even harder because if I don't get it, it's like Dragon's Den, all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so, Burn your ships and all that. Exactly, yeah. So figuring out a price, I just did a, a lot of research, really working out how much art prints were going to cost, um, so the the how much the printing was going to cost. I, I was looking at um, just a print run of two fifty to begin with because I thought, you know, don't, I don't want to sort of like go mental and have have a loft full or a garage full of comics that I don't sell, um, and then went for to a print run of five hundred. So got a couple of quotes from a couple of companies found out what that would cost then estimated what the packaging would be uh what the postage would be and just round it up rather than round down say oh and i'll be a bit more conservative i just probably went a bit mental and, and just rounded up and just figured out that 2200 pounds would be just over two two thousand pounds a, a, a really big figure you know two thousand pounds is, is not to be sniffed at then just a little bit more just to make sure I'd got enough to be able to hit everything. And again, just did loads of research. Uh, I spoke to a couple of people who'd successfully funded. So went through a lot of, a lot of, I I just looked at UK comics, looked at people who'd done it successfully and contacted them and had little chats with them. Cause once you, once you remember on on Kickstarter, you can contact any of the, any of the people who've uh, created. Um, and got in a conversation with a guy called Jeremy Biggs, who's done, you may have heard, Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid. He'll kick my head in for that. Um, Metal Made Flesh. He's got a fun, he's got issue two funding at the minute, and they're at, they're around about the 13,000 mark. They're absolutely smashed it. I think they were, they, they, they'd uh, um, gone for a £6,000 target and they're they're on about 12 or thirteen thousand pounds now so they've absolutely smashed it they've doubled it and that's what you did because you it was just over uh it was something like five thousand one hundred and seventy six so we we got 200 235 percent funded in the end i mean it seems like a lot of well maybe i'm just no talented people but a lot of people i know who've done it the comic books in, in particular have like doubled their targets or made a lot more than they, than they thought they were going to need and it it just seems like a really 
high yeah, success rate. It's, with it's it. amazing. I think it, I think the success rate for all of any Kickstarter fund is something like forty seven percent. But all the ones that I've seen have failed. Either just haven't got a very good Kickstarter funding page. They haven't done the research. They haven't done a very good video. Um, they haven't really sort of like put down what they're trying to achieve, and they've they haven't made it personal. One of the big tips. Yeah. One of the big tips. I was given right at the very start was make it personal, be in the video yourself, show them how passionate you are about it and what you want to do and what they'll get and what you'll do to look after them. You know, it's not just um, during the fun, but how much you'll look after them afterwards and what deals you'll do in the future. And it definitely, definitely worked out for me. You know, it was, it was, it was an amazing, it was an amazing feeling to hit the target you know we, we did it in less than 18 hours as well the the, the, the actual target which was just were you nervous when oh, you first you know hit publish oh, on the campaign oh shit myself we, we were doing it we were doing <laughs> um london mcm and i'd purposely timed yeah. the launch for the first day of london mcm at 12 o'clock on the friday so made it a bit of a bit of a thing you know when people coming up and saying yeah make sure you get here for 12 o'clock and i'm gonna be pressing the publish button and you know I didn't have a crowd. Let's just say there wasn't a crowd of people. I go count down <laughs> ten, nine. There was about three yeah. people and a Pokemon who <laughs> dressed up as um, what should we call it? The little yellow thing out of Pokemon. I can't think it was called now. Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. A giant Pikachu stood next to me and uh, went for it. And then you just sit there looking at the, um, the iPad screen, going, "Come on then, come on then." Yeah. It did. And to be honest, in the next. 20, 30 minutes, people started funding because I'd, I'd done the promotion. I told people when it was going on. Um, and, you know, we were, I think we were up to about 500 quid within the first half an hour. And I was like, no way. <laughs> this is mental. Absolutely mental. Uh, how, so when you, when you funded like 18 hours in, um, what time was, did you, did you find out the morning after then or? Yeah. Well, we, I had a, I had a fairly late, late night on the Friday. Went went out for a curry with them, my brother-in-law. Uh, is that at the Excel Centre? We. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I live literally just around the corner from the Excel Centre. Oh, do you? Yeah. He yeah. Lives, uh, he lives oh, what's near Broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. Just down the road from Broccoli, there's a there's a, a tube station. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> I was stopping the night with him, so we went for a curry and a couple of beers, and because we're, I think we're about nineteen hundred pounds um, at the end at the end of the night. We got back got back to his flat around about midnight and it was about 1900 pounds. So I was like, oh, we're going to do it this weekend. You know, what absolutely amazing, absolutely buzzing. Um, and I woke up about four or five in the morning. Couldn't sleep thinking, oh, I wonder, wonder what it's out. wonder what it's out. And yeah. looked at my phone and um, clicked on email messages. I got a few in and it said, congratulations, you've, 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 you're funded. So obviously straight away, blown away. Um, went onto the actual Kickstarter page, and we were just at over three, just over three thousand pounds. And did you have so, it up for the month? Yes, thirty days. Thirty days I went for. That's crazy. Well, so were people like funding you continuously after that for, for the rest of the month? I would, yeah. Well, we like you say, we 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 got to just over three thousand pounds within. It was about eighteen hours. Yeah. I'm sure it's eighteen hours, and then obviously it slows down. You know, I think mm. I'd worked out if we carried on being funded at that rate, we'd have got about ninety grand. It was, <laughs> it was a brilliant, brilliant twenty four hours. Yeah. But like with every Kickstarter fund you look at, um, it does slow down. It does slow down in the middle. It tends to be that the um, the, the graph it tends to be a bit of a smiley face. Really, lots lots of pledges at the start, then it dies off in the middle. 
and then near the end when when you're ending the, the actual well the actual few last few days it t- it tends to pick up a little bit because people can either see it's funded or very close to being funded um stretch wards are being being reached stretch goals are being reached so people say okay right that'll be a good deal to go on to now yeah uh, it sounds amazing i mean it sounds scary but um <laughs> it is it is because you you you're you're racked with feelings of nah it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna get funded I'm not going to get the money. Um, it's that yeah. potential failure as well, where you have to tell people uh, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't make it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Jeremy, who's got the Metal Made Flesh, they launched for issue two, um, probably about three months ago, maybe two, two, three months ago, and they were they were unsuccessful. They ended it early because they knew they weren't going to make it. They'd set a really high target. It was something. It was I can't remember the but it was about fifteen thousand, maybe twenty thousand pounds. Their target was because they'd had such a successful uh, campaign for the first one. Um, but they did a bit of work, came back, came back with a figure of 6,000, restarted the, the campaign, um, and they've absolutely smashed it. They've, you know, they've, they've doubled it, and they're getting a fantastic amount of money. And they might end up, sounds like they might be on their way to getting what they asked for originally. Exactly, exactly. And that, I think it either ends, it might end this weekend, actually. Um, but what, you know... You'd think it'd be the other way around that you hit this, you, you you set a really high target. No, you set a target that's pr- literally a quarter of what your original target what target was, and you smash it to pieces. Um, so there's 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 very various different tactics. Um, so what you so what is your book then? Is it is it an, an anthology or is it a, a standalone book? Uh, well, we wanted to do. I mean, it, we might just be doing the. Uh first issue i guess but we wanted to do all four issues of like a, a first arc um but it might be a bit expensive <laughs> so we yeah. don't know yet but it, it it's um it's gonna be like a bit of like a uh, a bit of a thriller sort of comic but um we're still we're still working on it in a minute are you writing or you draw or what what, what element do you do well in, the, in this particular one because we're gonna because three of us in our little um story studio we call it um this particular one is going to be written by one of the other guys and I'm going to be in charge of the campaign itself, uh, trying to push that. And then um, next time I might write the next series or, or the other guy might write the next one. We, we're just going to take it in turns and, and, and see how it goes really. It's, it's, it's definitely good to have a team of people doing it. Um, obviously I work full time and, and Phil works full time and it, it did eat into sort of like, so much of every single day this year my wife was going nuts she was going right that's it you're not doing another one after this yeah so i was like yeah don't worry it won't happen again and then yeah. i'm I'm literally writing um doing another campaign page for issue two not just that but um level eight level eight is your your company your imprint name right that's right yeah yeah cool and that's not just going to be brethren born that's are you looking to do more titles of that yeah yeah obviously brethren born's the flagship title yeah. um and that's sort of the, the the main promo for it at the minute. But I've I've written um, uh, probably the first first half of a new comic. I think it's going to be a two parter um, called Away. And I've got a, a, an amazing artist called Grant Richards who's who's going to be drawing that. Very traditional artist. Um, if you look him up on Facebook, he's, he's Grant Richards. Or if you look him on Twitter, he's uh, G Artist at G Artist and so, I met him in Birmingham in September at the Comics Uncovered convention. Yeah. And he, he's walking around with this um, huge, I don't know what size it is, but he's got, he'd, he'd done this original piece of art and it's Judge Dredd versus Marv from Sin City. Yeah. 
and it is unbelievable. I know. I, saw, I think I saw that on your. Maybe you put it on Facebook or something. Yes. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've sort of started um, pr- promoting him. He's just what what an amazing talent, and got chatting with him, and he's he's a great big bloke. I'm six four. He's probably about six five, and <laughs> he's he's got he's big dude. He's got a bald head. He's wearing a biker jacket. You know, you look at him, you 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 cheat your pants. But one of the nicest guys you could possibly ever ever, ever imagine to meet. Yeah. Um, and then probably about three weeks after that, I said, look, I've got a story I've written. Do you fancy doing some writing? What's your charge per page? And he said, I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let me draw, draw you a few pages and we'll see where we go from there. Um, he's got the script. He's, he's doing the first seven pages and then we might, um, might pitch that out a couple of publishers. Yeah, that sounds good. What, what's the plan for level eight in general? Um, I started, I started level eight up really as, as a, as a base to put the funds from the Kickstarter really, because, as we were getting to close to five thousand um, pounds with with Kickstarter, once you've successfully funded it, it takes around about two to three weeks for the money to land in your account. Yeah, um, they take their share of it, um, and then whatever account you've given them, they ship the money straight to it. That's so nice. that was going to be that was going to go straight into my personal account, um, and I thought, right, that's that's not my money. That's that's the money for the comic. Yeah. Um, so I thought, right, I'm going to put, I'm going to set up a, a small sole trader company called Level Eight Comics. Put it in there. Um, so when it comes to um, paying taxes and all that sort of stuff, it's all there, and I can show that there's no earnings. It's all just purely going towards the comic. And we need to do something like that because I haven't even thought about tax and stuff like that yet. It's 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 one of those things. I know it's it's not a massive amount of money. I've, we're not paying ourselves. It's all purely going towards publishing the comic. Um, yeah. But if the taxman sees that amount of money goes into your bank account and thinks, wait a minute, that's whose is that? Right, I'm having, I don't know what the base rate is. Is it 25% or <laughs> something like that? Yeah. Quarter of your funding gone because you, you've put it somewhere where it, where it should, where it shouldn't be really. So that's where I started, started off with and then decided to maybe start doing it a little bit more with the actual website. So you did a uh, 250 comics on the, on the first run. Is that right? No, I bumped it up to 500. Okay. <laughs> Is that because um, you got to the five thousand mark? No, no. It was. I'd said right. I'm going to do five hundred because the more you get printed, the cheaper it is. It yeah, sounds, yeah. sounds weird. Obviously, per unit, um, it becomes a lot cheaper. Um, depending on what quality you're going for and who your printer is, some of them might they might say right. Yeah, you can have two hundred fifty, but it's going to cost you about four quid per unit, and you know you're just pricing yourself out. Then. Yeah. You're just going to take away from from everything that you that you've funded for. So um, I went for five hundred, so it just worked out nicely. And I, I went for um, one hundred and twenty five of those as variant editions, so it adds a little bit more to the price. Yeah, but then do you charge a little bit more for the variants? So yes, okay, yeah, yeah. that charged, makes sense. Yeah, uh, for the for the original cover, which is um, so we've got three hundred seventy five of those. It's it's four quid for the original. And six quid for the variant because there's only 125 of those. Yeah, and they're nearly all gone. They've been they've proved really popular. They're, they're nearly all gone. I've only got about 35 of those left, and I, I imagine I'm going to sell out of those this weekend at MCM. Keep a couple collector's editions. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Then I'll put, I'll put a couple <laughs> of the side for you. <laughs> um, so in terms of like uh, ongoing sales and ongoing marketing and that sort of thing, um. Are you going to conventions and and focusing there, or, or what's your plan there? It's it's a funny one at the minute. I, I was at Nottingham a couple of weeks back, and it went really well. Yeah, uh, um, and it was reasonably small, quieter 
convention, but you know, we we I think we sold well, we we sold just under fifty books there, which was amazing. I thought we'd probably maybe sell fifteen or twenty. Yeah, we we sold we sold just under fifty, as well as a few art prints and um, one or two original art pieces. Um, we're at Birmingham MCM all weekend this weekend, Saturday Sunday. Uh, that's the last one this year. Yeah. And depending on where we're at and how many we sell it this weekend, I may have to um, do a, a, a reprint um, for, because I'm at True Believers in Cheltenham, which is in February. Then I'm at London Super Comic Con with Close to Immortality, guys. We're all going down there for our official. Uh, uh, yeah, I might. Uh, I was going to uh, come down to that, I think, and say hello. Cool, cool. It'll be, yeah. it'll, obviously, that's at Excel as well. So, yeah, make sure. Yeah. You- that would be that would be really good because there'd be six or seven of us all there behind the tables. We've got a really good pitch right next to the 2000 AD guys and the um, and the diamond stall as well. So um, that should be really good fun. Yeah. And so, do you do any? Are you look at doing any digital marketing like uh, Facebook ads or anything like that, or or have you not gone into that yet? I've not really got into it too much yet. I just want to see how many I've got left because I, I don't want to sort of like really start heavily promoting. Then when people start. Yeah, okay, yeah. Online through PayPal and things like that through the website. But if I come back at the weekend and I've only got I've only got ten books available, I'm a, I, I just don't want to say to people. Although yeah. it might sound really good. Oh yeah, totally sold out. It's gonna, <laughs> you know, it's been an amazing success and all that. But I, I'd I'd much rather be able to say to people, yeah, okay, we've sold out. Um, the next the next one's going to be out in February. And yeah. Just because I just don't want to come across all Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> yeah. I'm a total noob at this. It's been an amazing experience. I'd love to do more, but I am an absolute total rank amateur at the minute and I don't want to um I don't want to blow my beans too early. Yeah. Um have you what about digital like copies of the comic? Are you are you selling any of those or are you just sticking to physical? Mostly just physical. Um yeah. I've had a look at things like drive through comics and comic C and um uh comicsology. Yeah. Um I'm I'm I've given out PDF versions for all the backers. That was all part of their of the reward, and so I've opened up um, a Dropbox uh, for all those people to go in and have a look at the high res version because it's around about um, 100 megabytes, so you can't send it by email. Yeah, I've sent everyone a low res version, but a couple of people who are into um, IT, you probably give me a slating for it. <laughs> said that, they said the low res version doesn't do it justice, so I've opened up a Dropbox for those guys who yeah. who were tech savvy not many people know what dropbox is but, <laughs> um but yeah I, I have thought about it um i just, you know, from, from the people i know in the comic world you, it's not a money making scheme especially when it's your first comic and, and not many people are going to buy it a lot of people use put them on for free um i suppose i could do that just to get the, the name out but i'm just sort of like weighing a little bit see what's going on um see what happens with issue two yeah uh, it's still early, early days, though, isn't it? So, of course, yeah. The, the, the big difference with issue two is I've got a lot more. I've got several more artists on board to help with getting out as as, as quick as possible. Yeah. Um. Phil Phil did everything on the on the first issue from pencils, inks, colours, and lettering. Sounds so, amazing that you found Phil because, like, <laughs> he he um is obviously a great artist. Um. He's he did he did it all. Um. He he was the, the style that you were looking for. So I mean it. Just well done on on finding that gem. I know it was it was pure luck, pure luck. But I, I've I've always been to one say right, you make your own luck. I could have just sat there, 
not done anything and, and not put anything on Facebook and then just let it go and then think, oh, I've got time to do that. But I've, I found him and he's he's brilliant. He's really yeah. good. He, he gave me a lot of the original art um, when I went down to see him last month to, to get a few bits and Bob signed. Um, and this big wadge of A4 sheets just full of scribbles and scrub, full of storyboards and sketches. You're like, wow, I just didn't think you you put that much work into it. I knew he was busy, but you, it really sort of opened my eyes to how busy he's been. Yeah. Is he going to do more for anyone else? You know, is he, is he going to take on more comic work? Um, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, it's been to a few guys on, on um, Twitter and I've had a few meetings with a few other guys. And um, one guy's asked if he's available for do some sort of movie store storyboarding and, and things like that, which he, which he's up for. Um it's it's only local stuff, so he, he may get a little. Well, it, it will be paid work for him, um, but it all depends on what he's what what he's he's got a, a young family as well. So he yeah. said he, he said he'd be up for it, but you know I've, I've said to him, you know, if if I absolutely stink at writing and it provides a springboard for him to sort of move his career on, I said that that would be absolutely amazing for him as well. So yeah, we'll um, see what happens with Phil. So um, what? What question should I have asked you about, like the the process you've been through that I haven't? Like, is there anything that I've missed? Um, I don't think so. Obviously, with Kickstarter, there's there's the um, you've just got to manage it well. I think yeah. you've got to um, keep on it. You don't, you can't just start it and then leave it and then come back to it thirty days. You've got to you've got to manage it. You've got to speak to people. You've got to update. You've got to make sure you give them updates. Set realistic stretch goals. Um, stretch goals that people would want, yeah. Um, to make to make them think. Oh, actually, oh, that, that that's a good that's a good idea. Where a t shirt comes with it now, or a bookmark, or a badge, or it's knowing what the vast majority of people who like comics will like. Yeah. Um, yeah. research as much as possible for the for the Kickstarter. That's that's my biggest advice. And make a nice, no longer than two minute video. Cool. Um. Come on, so I've only got I've only got a couple more questions. Um, okay. Thanks again for you know spending the time. Well, I, re- I appreciate it. You got your own, you got a family and that, and uh, I'm guessing you probably got TV programs you want to watch. Or <laughs> I don't know. But um, nice. so what what is your favourite story that isn't a comic? So like a film or a game or something like that. Um, I've just bought Fallout Four. Oh, it looks good. Really, it looks really good. Really enjoying that at the minute. I I just love it. It's they've really made it into. Um, it's not just a game it's not just an actual game it's it's a movie really you're you're playing in a movie and when i see when i see online all the people looking for cheat codes and and trying to get you know unlimited money and unlimited ammo and I think well you just paid like 40 50 quid for a game why do you want to finish it as early as possible why do you want to cheat i don't get it um so yeah love fallout 4 i think that's great at the moment um really big into my books i love um uh, anything by Ian Banks. Um, I think, you know, I don't know whether you've read any of his, but he's writing as a, a sci-fi um, author when he, when he writes as Ian M. Banks. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, Joe Abercrombie, r- brilliant, uh, brilliant uh, author. Sort of like does fancy, but not Lord of the Rings type of fancy, quite sort of like funny and um, brutal and, and sort of like modern fantasy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love reading. I, I don't get to play on the Xbox as much as I'd like to, but it's just late nights and with yeah. a little, two kids, you, late nights kill you these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, what time do you normally get up in the morning? 
<laughs> that a random question. Blimey, um, <laughs> and normally comes at about half six. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Which, um, uh, so last question I've got here is just where can we keep up with, with you and your work and, and what you're doing? Okay. Um, you can, uh, the, the Level 8 website, that's www.level8comics.com. Yeah. Um, I'm attempting to keep that up to date as much as possible. I'll probably update it once a week, once every two weeks. Um, there's the Facebook page. There's the Level 8 Comics page. Uh, there's also the Brethren Born page, which is obviously dedicated to to Brethren Born. Um, I also I share quite a few of the guys from um, the other groups work on there, but it's mostly Brethren Born. Twitter is um, at Level 8 Comics and at Brethren Born. Um, and it's the, the Twitter accounts, obviously the ones on the phone. So I, I tend to keep up to date on those pretty much daily. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it really on online and, and social media. I've just remembered that I completely forgot to ask you about, um, close to immortality. Okay. Um, yeah. Have you got, have you got time just to quickly? Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, it, it's a really exciting thing that's happening at the moment. It's that it's, uh, we, we, as a group, we're, we're talking almost every day, really. Um, I met Phil Woodward at, uh, ice in Birmingham in September. Um, he was, I was there as a punter stroke. Um, I was doing a report for down the tubes. I don't know whether you, you go on down the tubes, um, run by a guy called John Freeman. who used to be, um, editor of UK Marvel, uh, Marvel UK, um, 2000 AD. He's, he's, he's worked for a lot of the big comics. Yeah. Really good guy. He's, he's still doing stuff now. So I was doing, um, a couple of articles for him. Um, which which were published, which is a really nice experience. Anyway, I met met up with Phil. Um, obviously, really enthused about comics and the indie press scene, and you know, he told me to go and have a chat with uh, a couple of guys called Chris Sides and Chris Travell. They're from Redshift Press. Um, went to have a little, little chat with them, and just just chatting on, just as normal. And then um, the, the week after that, Phil Phil um, sent me a message saying, uh, "Got a suggestion for you. Watching, what, let me know what you think." And and basically they invited me to join um, Close to Immortality, which was lovely. I was a bit worried to begin with because I thought, wait a minute, I'm a total newbie. These guys have been doing it for three, four, five years. I think Phil's been doing it for six or seven years. And I was thinking, what am I going to bring to the table? What can, what can I do for these guys? Um, it's going to be a total one-way traffic for me getting stuff from them. Um, but I think it's just to do with attitude, really, rather than experience and, and enthusiasm for for small press. So what sort of thing do you, do you do? Is it like a, like a little, like a mastermind group, I guess, or? Oh, we, we, it's, we, we've termed it as a collective, really. We're a collective of individual creators who are almost staying as individuals, but all coming under one brand, which really promotes strength in numbers. So we'll be promoting on uh, social media, when we go to conventions, um, whenever one of us does a Kickstarter fund or anything like that, we just put the, the power of, of, of a collective behind it just so it, the, the, the support and the, and the promotion's out there. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It's, it's brilliant. Really looking forward to it. And I'll, um, uh, so the London Comic Con, um, that's uh, February, is that right? Or Yeah, um, February 21st, 22nd, something like that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll see all you guys down there anyway. I definitely want to come and say hello and meet you in person. Yeah, come um, on. It, it, we're officially launching that that weekend, um, the, the actual brand. So we're getting T-shirts made, banners made, everything all together. Obviously selling all our own individual comics, but 
you, you know, it's, it's, it just makes a total, total makes sense instead of having dotted all around the place. Yeah. We're all there together supporting each other and, 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 uh, make sure the message gets out there. Yeah. It sounds good. Sounds really good, man. Um, cool. Okay. Well, um, again, thanks for doing it. Um, uh, have you got anything else you want to let people know about or? Uh, no, I think, I think that's it to be honest, mate. It's just, you know, close, uh, close to a mortality comes out in February, official launch then. Um, I'm looking at doing another Kickstarter fund for Brethren Born issue two. That's in the process, whether to release it before Christmas or after Christmas. That's a big, uh, it's a big decision to make because people have got no money. Um, (laughs) and then just working on a few other bits, waiting for a phone call from Mealworld world to say that I've been successful and got got in the (laughs) annual. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, just busy writing bits and bobs. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll make sure everyone everyone knows about it on the websites and Facebook, etc. Brilliant. All right, man. Um, yeah, so thanks so much. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, mate. I like John. And I think you can't not like John. <laughs> What's not to like? He's so... He's, he's, he's so down to earth. And, um, and he used the term Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> which I thought was really cool um, yeah so do us a favour uh, go check the show notes and there should be links to all of John's work so you can go check out Brevin Bourne and Level 8 Comics um, other than that you know I hope you're well um, what are you working on I, I really want to know uh, it's getting touch but um, I'm going to get get back to it get back to the day job Um yeah alright guys I'll leave it at that I'll speak to you soon alright wave, wave goodbye Oscar he's, he's not waving in fact I think he's uh, giving us the finger bye 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 <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 